Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Show to be Named Later. Uh, we're still debating on that one, so we're, we're uh, happy to be here, happy to be re-reviewing films of your yesteryear. Uh, I will be your host tonight, Mr. Gagne, uh, and joining me is my wonderful old, old friend, old, three olds maybe, old, old, old friend, Ronaldo Russo. How are you I'm, doing, sir? I'm doing well. I mean, we're, we're old friends, but we're not old old right i mean we're, we you and i are are old friends but yeah i wouldn't say we're old per se i would right. say that yeah. um, we've known each other for a very long time um so long that we actually worked at a movie theater back when this film came out um and actually met probably the year before that so that's that's dating us 1997 uh saying you're old yeah old. yeah it's a little bit like we're, we're getting on that like I don't, okay. I remember thinking people our age were old when we were kids. So yeah. we clearly must be old. Yeah. I like going uh, to bed I, at 10. These yeah. Days. yeah. Yeah. That's why we're starting this, this recording a little earlier. While <laughs> the sun is still up and we're still awake. Okay. Um, met in 97, worked at the theater together. Um, and thank God we did because in 1998, we were brought this magical gem of a film that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, none other than the disaster flick known as Armageddon. Yeah. So good. The, the word that I say a lot, but spell incorrectly constantly. So two D's. Two D's and only one G, um, right. which clearly it sounds that way. I don't know why I always get tripped up in my head. But uh, I do remember uh, this film coming out in theaters. I do remember seeing it in theaters. I'm sure mm -hmm. you do too. Um, give, me, give me a memory, something you remember about the, this film coming out. or um, It was 1998 and it had come out right after the other disaster movie, Deep Impact. Remember that? Good old Deep Impact, yes. Deep Impact, yeah. And I think, and I could be wrong, and correct me, I think Deep Impact might need to get in there first before Armageddon because they knew that Armageddon was probably going to be better yeah. than Deep Impact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So much so, I think there was a, there was a three-month gap, I think, between the films and yeah, and, and heavy competition that year for, you know, what was going to be the number one film. This is long before, you know, every summer blockbuster was, you know, a superhero flick. So right. uh, when, when it used to be like, you just didn't know what was, you know, but M Michael Bay, everyone knew pretty much that this was going to be, I think the king of the summer, he was coming off of two like back-to-back -back huge, huge hits with bad boys and then the rock um so to have this flick with i mean the the who's who in hollywood i think really at that point whether it was character actors or you know top-notch bruce willis and ben affleck um this film you, you could see it coming a mile away it was disney before disney yeah yeah i mean yeah it was full of it was full of main actors i mean good actors too um but yeah i remember the trailer how how amazing the trailer was and how i got goosebumps and I just, I remember where I sat. I remember where I saw it at. It was at the Pittsburgh Theater, I believe, that I saw it. Top awesome. row. Um, and I believe, I believe I had Sour Patch Kids and a Coke, maybe a Pepsi, because I don't think we had Coke. And <laughs> we it didn't. Was, it was so, <laughs> oh man, it was so good. All right, so one, did you cry? Uh, yeah, I cried. Yeah. I cried like a little girl, big time. I am not ashamed to say that I bawled in Armageddon. Fun fact, I remember getting an early screening of it uh, during like a, a school day 
um, or no, it was the summer. So I guess it wasn't a school day, but it was a random like weekday. And I remember coming out of it and like tears were on my face and people were like, oh, how was it? Like our workers at the theater. And I was like wiping <laughs> tears, like, oh, good. They're like, why are you crying? Like, you just don't know. <laughs> yep. You just don't know. And it still gets me. I I, yeah. I know you rewatched it. I rewatched it. We're gonna get into it, yeah. but uh, we'll get we'll get to the tearjerker scene. But it was I mean it still gets to me. I cried in this, and I didn't even cry in Titanic. Okay, this <laughs> I, that's that's a true story. This movie made me cry. Where do we go first? Uh, the opening scene, man. I I uh, man, I remember being in theater, and then the screen turns into like the starry night. And you just kind of hear like the echoing of the score, right? And here's the narrator coming and he tells you that about the dinosaurs and how the, the meteorite, the asteroid hit. And it's saying, you know, it happened before and it could happen again. And it's just like, it's just a matter of time. And I just, I was hooked from that point. And I, I got goosebumps. Not any narrator, not any narrator, Charlton Heston himself. Okay. The man who, who lived through, you know, the world being run by apes. He was, he was Moses, right? He was everything. Yeah. Yeah. He was Charlton freaking Heston. He, he's you know. seen it all. He's seen it all. Yeah. That's funny. I, fun fact. I didn't know that. In fact, I didn't either. Yeah. So I, <laughs> last night when I finally like, was, you know, really intentionally trying to like pick up details that I hadn't seen before, I'm yeah. listening to the voice going, God, he sounds so familiar. Who is that? And sure enough, it was Charlton Heston. So I had to yeah. had to share that okay. fun fact. Something I should have right. known already, but that's, hey. that's good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have been Morgan Freeman, right? <laughs> he was busy playing the president that year. So wasn't he the president in Deep Impact? Or am I Yes, confusing? he was. He was the president in Deep Impact. So he was he was too right. busy to to he's he's big time, man. He's he's the president. He doesn't need no narrating. Um, Deep Impact wasn't that good, but we'll we'll, we'll touch that. I love the opening scene so much because they put Eddie Griffin in the trailer and they put him in this beginning scene in the movie and that's it. You make, they made you think that Eddie Griffin was like in this movie. He's not in this movie. He's in there to say a little Reggie and big time and like yell at a giant dude, you know. He's got... like a big giant Samoan dude. Yeah, selling yeah. Godzilla. Selling Godzilla. Yeah. And the little Reggie attacks the Godzilla, which was like complete like bam, right to Dean Devlin and uh, Godzilla coming out that year they were just like they were Bay was ready to fight everybody he was That's like this right. is I am gonna win yeah I'm gonna be the best movie of the year fun fact it was the highest grossing movie of the year it was and it, was. it belongs in like the upper echelon of like rewatchable popcorn flicks it's just that good I think it does I mean I think it's there for the most I don't know I feel like people hate on it really eh, maybe maybe not I feel like we're not the only we're not the only two people that love it. I, there's a fan club out there for Armageddon. There's got to be a, f- a fan club for Armageddon. I mean, if there isn't one, we should start one. I, yeah, <laughs> just <be> us. <laughs> just be us. And did you see the opening shot of the World Trade Center? Yes, and yeah. after and after yeah, the, yeah, the that's right. The after scene was even more kind of like, ooh, like. You just it's it's weird it's weird to see they got very a, for a pg-13 movie and we'll call it some other stuff they got away with a lot in this film a lot of death a lot of destruction i mean seeing like 
bodies fly out of the Chrysler building as it's crashing to the ground, like seem like, wow, that seemed surprising to me in a film that wasn't rated R and, you know, you weren't expecting to see as much, I guess, on screen. Yeah, I mean, it went by so quick at times. So I don't know. I think the PG-13 was fine. I don't think it should have been an R. Uh, maybe not necessarily, but there are some things where it's like, I think Bay's good at, well, no, he's good at towing the line. But as I say, some of the, I mean, The Rock was R, Bad Boys was R. The Rock was R, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, a lot more language, a little bit less language than this, no nudity, obviously. But it's, I felt like at the time, I didn't really think PG-13 films showed that much death and destruction. And it just, that was like, whoa, okay. All right, got people falling out towards the screen. That is, it was nuts. Yeah, yeah. PG-13's come a long way now. But yes, yes. I, uh, that's true. I felt like that was just cut away. I just, that, I thought that was one specific thing that I noticed. I was like, hmm, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to go watch some of the, uh, the other disaster films from the time. Ugh, they're not that good, but okay. <laughs> they're not. They don't compare to this, but yeah. Like, like here, here, I'll throw this out, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of people, a lot of haters for this. I didn't like Independence Day at all. Hmm. Okay. I didn't like it. I saw it in at theater. All? At all. All right. Well, you may have to rewatch this. Well, you didn't like the, it. So. The only good part in that movie was my man, Jeff Goldblum. Your man, my man, everyone's man, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, it doesn't hold up as well as I remember. Um, yeah. I still enjoy it because Will Smith is charismatic and Jeff Goldblum is amazing and there's aliens in action. But I'll agree. It doesn't... Me at 15 when I saw it in theaters when you're, you know, the, the sure. screen and yeah. it, amazing. Watching it now, I never watch it that much. So yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. It, it does, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I would never admit to that because Welcome to Earth. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. I mean, he punches the alien. Yeah. He punches the alien. That's how bad he is. All right. Let's Anyhow, move forward. we digress between, yeah, Independence Day. Back to the uh, matter at hand, the Armageddon Bay, never ending, has to put himself in all of his films, shows yes. up as a, as a scientist. Engineer or scientist. Sure, whatever, NASA. I, he, put, he's I a... put doctor in my notes and then I crossed it out. <laughs> <laughs> you might've been a doctor of something, who knows? I don't know, yeah. I don't know. And I showed Burke, I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the director. Uh, always having to put himself in the films, but you know, whatever, didn't give fun. himself lines, so. There's another fun fact, J.J. Abrams, uh, wrote the screenplay for it. That probably lends itself to why it's so good. Okay, I'm a J.J. Abrams fan. Uh, <laughs> Next question. What is the asteroid's name? Dottie. Dottie, that's right, yeah. Get the book, get the book, get the book. That was such a weird scene, right? It was really intense. Uh, like it was, uh, I remember watching it and, and I was just like, what's wrong with them? I mean, I understand that they're married and they're not happy, but it was so intense and she flips him off and like you say, he's like, get the buck, get the buck. I'm like, whoa, right? <laughs> and you remember his name? Uh, I don't remember. It Carl? was Carl. Yeah, yeah Carl. It's probably, it was yeah. Carl. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so rude to his wife. It's just overt. Like he's just yelling and screaming at her. It's just like, she got the book, man. Like get off her back. Like I want to name her Dottie. She's <laughs> Blood sucking. Uh, hope yeah. I don't get to that level of marriage. 
Nah, nah, you'll be <laughs> fine. Just don't buy a huge telescope. Huge <laughs> telescope. Yeah, that's the first one that if I if I don't hear or my wife doesn't hear what I'm asking for, we'll do the get the book. <laughs> get the book. Get the book. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, right? It's good. Yeah. Got it. Um, what what did I note next? All right, so I <laughs> the, the description of um, what it's going to be like on the asteroid. I love Owen Wilson's delivery of scariest environment imaginable. So yeah, that's why I had it. Which is funny because I always kind of forget that he's in it. Right. You know, when you think of Armageddon, you don't think Owen Wilson. Well, at that time he was no one. Like he, this was his first like big film. Like he had done Bottle Rocket with Wes Anderson in like 97. Yeah. But that didn't do, like that wasn't quite like at that level yet for Wes Anderson even and it was his first film so I mean, at that time he wasn't it was more like who is that guy right Not like yeah. that's Owen Wilson yeah wow wow yeah <laughs> uh, what's yeah. it gonna be like that's funny <laughs> it's actually a good impression of him I try. Yeah. I try yeah Not bad. okay um okay moving forward um one of the other scenes that I noted was when Harry gives, tells everybody, okay, you guys got to go out. Uh, my team needs to go out. They're, they're going crazy. They need to spend one last day doing what, whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. basically. And Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, or should I say AJ and Gracie, uh, they're, they're, they're out in the field, and he's got his animal crackers. Oh. He's got his animal crackers. And you hear the Aerosmith, you know, piano mm-hmm. rendition going in the background, and and she's lying down, and he's got an animal cracker, and he's going, going down south, or going down north, or the mountain peaks, or whatever, right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cheesy in itself. It's so it's bad. Really, yeah, it's really, it's really cheesy. It's uncomfortable for me. It, it kind of is, a little bit, yeah. And then, but she says one line that, that was like, oh, that was kind of a cool line. When, or, or AJ, AJ says it. And she goes, she goes, she turns and goes, goes, baby, do you think someone's doing the very same thing that we're doing right now or whatever and he goes i hope so otherwise what the hell are we trying to save i thought that was pretty good it's a good line uh, it's yeah a great line. pretty good it's yeah. a way better line than you know watch as the gazelle goes to the mountainous peaks. yeah but he had like, such sweet pillow talk so, <laughs> <laughs> according to her yeah, if your pillow is a BMW commercial, that thing was so set up like uh, yeah. advertisement for BMW and like made me want one because made me think that I was going to have that same picnic, yeah. you know, but don't go out kids because wear a mask and, you know, don't be touching other people right now. <laughs> right. Well, it was also a product placement for Bonham and Bailey uh, animal crackers. There you go. There and, you go. Uh, those are delicious. They are delicious. So. And I agree with them. They're not a cracker. They're a cookie. Yeah. They're a cookie. Hundred percent Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I used so. to think as a kid that it was healthy because they were called crackers. <laughs> Why I thought crackers were healthy, I have no idea. But they weren't <laughs> sugars, so I assumed that made them healthy. But there were sugar yeah. in them. Yeah. Totally fucking confusing for a child. <laughs> All right, moving forward. What's the next thing that stood out? Uh, I moved to uh, fly us to the Russian space station, where we meet one of the best, if not my favorite character actors of all time wow mr. okay you're mr. you're, you're mr. already mr. past the launch you're 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 up in space already we could talk about april o'neill if you, if you want can we can we uh, rewind yeah. and okay. go to april o'neill sure right? sure they're, okay. they, so they haven't flown yet they're, they're still okay they're still on the earth. they're still on the ground right and so 
clearly you watch and you think, well, what happened, right? Like, why doesn't she let him see his own son? But yet it takes this for, you know, this whole mission for you to see your son. So I thought April O'Neil was kind of shady in that sense. Um, but that's the thing, you don't even, like, it paints her in a bad light, but you don't even know why there's a restraining order. Like, right. why like, the courts, is he abusive? Is he a drunk? Like, he well, he's a gambler. A gambler. Yeah. He has a gambling problem, right? Right. Yeah. So, so you're like, here's this lovable right hand man to Harry, but he's got this, like, yeah. deceitful past, you know, probably yeah. PTSD. Oh. They mentioned he's a, he was in the military. He's a war vet. That's right. Yeah, a war Good vet. point. Yeah. And so he's Good like, point. Probably had drinking problems, clearly has a gambling problem, like can't be around the kid. But, I mean, gambling problem, I don't, I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. an addiction. Uh, okay, cool. And then, and then really quick, <laughs> just I want to touch on the launch scene. That whole when everybody's suiting up, you know, and the president's giving the speech and you're seeing them just suit up and you hear the kind of score going around and you see the crowd. Oh, that scene is just, I love it. One of the best scenes for me there. You got, I mean, what disaster film doesn't have, you know, the president talking montage. Like you, it's just a, it's necessary. I will say Bay does it really, really well, except what the hell, like when they're flashing to like places in America, why is homegirl in like a 57 Chevy listening to it on her transistor radio in her car on a farmhouse? Why are all the boys running around with wagon wheels? Like this isn't, like, when was this movie supposed to take place? Like, he went straight Americana with the blue jeans, American flags, like, you know, kids walking, running around in little tank tops with pinwheels. And it's just like, it's literally a, a Levi's commercial from, you know, yeah. from when, whenever, I don't know. But it, it just struck me as, strikes me as odd every time I watch it. It's one of those, like, moments where it kind of breaks you. You're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, what? Like, is that supposed to be America? Like, I'm kind it of confused. It is America. No, it's that like we, we're spending all of our budget on other things. So we're just going to like film. A dirt <laughs> town in like Idaho. <laughs> no one lives here anymore, but this is a, yeah, exactly. This is like part yeah. of Iowa over yeah. here that uh, oh, I'm just going to film it. Yeah. I want that kid. Put him in overalls. <laughs> no, no socks and shoes. No, they're not riding their bikes. They're pulling them in a radio flyer. That's right. God. That's Get America. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Okay, one last thing before we go to, to, to the Russian spacecraft. The one scene where they say, this is the kick-ass ride. I hate that scene. I hate it. I hate mm -hmm. it. I cringe every time I see that scene. Fair. Why? What, what about that? Houston, this is a kick-ass ride? Like, that's yeah, his, <clears throat> his face, one of the pilots, he goes, Houston, this is a kick-ass ride. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't need that. Just hold on tight, man, and just enjoy the ride. You're our heroes already. So just stop. Don't say anything. I mean they had to break up the the you know 60 seconds of like like was, you know the shaking screen. <laughs> I was alert to that. I was there, I was right there with them. So <laughs> that's just my two cents on that. There there are some lines that definitely are like, ugh, you know. Um uh, I'll call it. I, I threw a couple more on there. Or I'm with you. Like they're just like, eh, was that necessary? Eh. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're in space. We need to refuel, and we need to go to the Russian space station. And, and this is like this is like 
the start of like nothing good happens after this like calamity after calamity after calamity like every scene um but they get to pick up lev who has been stuck on a russian space station for the last 18 months uh peter stormare dude i love this guy he's so good good. he steals the show in this movie for me like there's so many good one-liners he he's been in i mean at this point like I'd seen him and I feel like every movie, it felt like, oh my God, that's the guy from that movie and that movie is in Fargo. He was in Big Lebowski. Well, um, well Steve Buscemi and him were in Fargo. Yes, absolutely. And, right. you know, he goes on to do a ton of other, he was in uh, The Lost World Jurassic Park. He was in uh, Bad Boys 2 and Minority Report. And he just, he shows up in the best spots with the best lines. And I love him in this movie so, so much. Like, the, the the cowboy line, you know, like I told you cowboys not to touch anything or something like that. He just his his delivery Americans, you bunch of cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, just, <laughs> he does it for me, man. And I love when he joins the group. Uh it's it's yeah, he's he's another one up there. Yeah, I agree. Uh completely agree. Uh, I thought the Russian scene was the start of everything going bad. And it was just the right amount of intense to get you to the point like oh my gosh here we go nothing's gonna go right and you know aj always has all these close calls and oh my gosh for them to like leave him in the pot scene it was just and you saw the two lip the yellow screens just moving around him and lev in there mm-hmm. that was good that was good I, I that was really good and i'm, I'm glad that lev uh peter uh what's his last name stormer stayed in the movie because he oh. adds to that movie. So oh. com- completely 100% agree with you on that. Great. I, I call that the, the script part, but I, I thought there was a, if you don't have anything, I'm moving the, the, the conversation for it a little bit, but go for it. The, the genius of the 10 man crew, I was saying earlier, like at this point when all that calamity starts happening, like you really just start to think like, shit, they, they're going to start killing people. Like at this point, like there's all this shit's happening. Like someone's going to die. Like you, they can't all keep living through this. The crash of the independence, like 100%, still gets me when they get hit by the asteroid. And yeah. the way they do the score and the way it's the cutscenes and and the uh, um, Billy Bob drop, dropping the mug the of coffee yeah. in slow mo and just, you know, <laughs> greasy and like, it's just like, oh, you were expecting something, but I wasn't expecting something like that drastic. Yeah. And so yeah. when it happens, it still hits me like, no and it's it's carnage like the the guys getting the um the pilot the captains the pilots yeah being pulled out of the sucked out into space and you know you don't know who's gonna make it they're all trying to scramble to get to the bottom of the ship and you know you got bear and aj and uh oh my god what's on wilson's characters um drawn a blank this character but Oscar uh, Oscar <laughs> thank you um and you're just kind of like and then Lev as well and so you're just don't you also really have know. the other guy Benny who wasn't really in the movie a whole lot he was like a dark-haired guy he wanted to see his two American friends become American citizens no questions asked is that his name right. Benny I thought it was Noonan I, really I don't know I don't know what they call him but yeah yeah the one who wanted the two American the two women made yeah he American was kind of, kind of there as a filler so yeah, he's like the yeah, we gotta we gotta make this even. We need ten people, so yeah. you craft yeah. service guy. 
come over here. Sorry, that's doing disrespect if he's an actual actor. I don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah, so, so okay, yeah, go ahead. The Ted, the Ted Men crew. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, the fact that they double up, the fact that they have this giant crew, because look, let's be real, you could have made this a five, you know, a one shuttle thing. It didn't have to be this giant crew, but you start to get that's to like- true because NASA doubles up on everything. They don't take chances. Good, good call, so, good call. So. You're right. First, first to drill wins. Well, obviously it wasn't going to be the independence because right. they out. Um, yeah, it's, it's still gut wrenching for me. I don't know why. It's the way it's done. It's done so so well. It's done well, and then you know you're hearing the 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 crew in the back. You know, put your helmet on, get get sealed it, or go in the compartment, and nobody's able to do it. And it's crashing, and it's uh, and it's just like you said, the score just just becomes so just down and you know, like something bad is happening and then uh who was it was it stamper that said it was that the independence and you see the body just hit their windshield it's gruesome stuff. Yeah. yeah really good stuff and then obviously they crash land on the asteroid and you're like you just it's almost like the hyperventilation moment where you're like what just happened now what's gonna happen yep yeah and then then this t Buscemi show kicks in because he's the best part about like the next like 20 minutes with his space dementia and okay okay you want to go into space i hated that i really i hated the whole space dementia i love how they played him out to be this smart genius guy right because i i totally didn't i guess i made me realize or didn't realize but the reason it was hard to do is because they landed on an iron plate and he landed 26 feet from or 26 miles from his original landing spot where it wasn't going to be so hard to drill Right. right. Um, and I, I like that angle that they were going with him. He was just kooky, but he was smart. And then when he had the whole space dementia, when Colonel Sharp he just looks and goes, he's got space dementia. I was like, I don't know. It's another, this is a kick-ass ride. I don't need it. Uh, I'll agree that the line is, is stupid, but Buscemi is amazing. He's riding the nuke, chanting no nukes. He takes the Gatling gun, which... Why is there a Gatling gun on this thing? You're in space. They, I mean, if not for just the scene where AJ and them break through by shooting the, the remnants of the, of the, the shuttle, there's no reason for this Gatling gun to be on this thing. And then Buscemi starts firing it, which is hilarious. Like, they have to tackle him. They have to tie him up. They have to, you know, he's, he's losing his mind as, as they're out there. Didn't yeah. They didn't call it space dementia. It just, I hate the way... Sharp says it. He's got space dementia. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Why don't we just feel like he's going nuts? He's going crazy. But yeah, I guess space dementia is it a thing? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. It's uh, you know I don't work for NASA, so I I can't tell you. Okay. So you were saying that they use the gun to get out of the spaceship, and then what? And then um, they get back, and the worst line in the movie is delivered. Which one? The guy turns to Liv Tyler just so they can have a shot of Liv Tyler again. He's like, looks like your boyfriend's back. Like, <laughs> yeah, we know. Like, why, why do you need to say that? Other than we need another shot of Liv Tyler in this movie. Like, and she doesn't <laughs> respond. She's like, like, it's just, just uh, the first time where I was like, that should okay. be I'll give that to you. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Your boyfriend's back. Oh, he is back. <laughs> so. Thanks. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also, he's my fiance. We're engaged. Yeah. He some respect. Say, well, but he didn't know. He didn't know, right? 
I mean, I it's NASA. I figured they knew it every they knew everything. So yeah. There was but, somebody backing somebody up. <laughs> They're backing somebody up. <laughs> All right, what notes do you got next? Because I, I start fast forwarding to the end because it's, it's from here on out, it's just, it's yeah. like, <clears throat> oh, the light's not working. What are we going to do? Oh, the bomb's not working. What are yeah. we going to do? And it just, it's very repetitive like that for <laughs> until they okay. save the day. All right, so let's do this. Let's, uh, so AJ and his crew save the day. He comes with the other armadillo, right? Um, and then they hit 800 feet, right? Um, yeah, before we where, lose like three other people, Max dies, uh, random Gruber guy dies, uh, who was yeah. another NASA guy. Yeah. You get the Indiana Jones asteroid boulder, yeah. you know, <laughs> going over your face. I remember that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So all that happens. They hit 800 feet. Uh, Harry trust AJ to keep going. Right. And, uh, his, you have to have his trust pays off. And um, they're getting ready to leave. And Colonel Sharp says the worst thing you could possibly say. The bomb basically is not working. Or the, bomb, the, the remote detonator is not working. Somebody has to stay behind. And we have the sacrifice. The drawing of the straws. Yes. You get AJ who draws a short straw. You get Lev who draws the biggest draw. And then everybody else draws. And did you think AJ was going to die? Yeah, I could see it. I, I mean, uh, solely on the fact that Bruce Willis is the bigger character. And I just thought that it could have gone in any direction. Like, I didn't foresee what, at least the first time around. Like maybe you start, maybe it feels more familiar or what, but first time around, nope. Didn't, didn't really know how it was going to go. Even, even when Bruce Willis is like, oh, I'll walk him down or, you know. Yeah. I, I agree. I remember watching it. I, I mean, I was just in the zone watching this in the theater. And I, I didn't even think that Bruce Willis would do that. I, had, I, I just thought AJ's dead, right? Because Bruce Willis promised Gracie that he'd be back. And they're going to stick to that promise. I, I, mean, I was gullible. I was so into this movie. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I was so into this movie that I was just on the edge of my seat. What is going to happen? Age is going to sacrifice himself. Um, Harry's got to get back. And then all of a sudden, Harry Stamper breaks his oxygen tube, takes his patch, kicks, up in, kicks him back into the, the elevator, elevator shaft, whatever. Um, and uh, and he, says, he says his line, he says, you know, I always thought of you as a son, but I'll be damn proud of you to marry Gracie. And then that's when my emotions and my goosebumps and the feels and you know, all that stuff starting to happen because um, Bruce Willis says, I love you. I love you, son. And then you got AJ screaming, I love you and tears. And there's something to be said about these two roughneck dudes who genuinely care for each other and one who has a daughter and, he's, and the, the younger guy is going to marry her. And it's just, dude, to me, that broke me. Yeah. Broke oh, me. yeah. My notes just say waterworks. Because <laughs> the, the lines are perfect. It's well done. It's so delivered, like, with just Affleck and Willis, like, do it well. Like, that, that scene is done. And the, 
you know, it's my turn now, you know, go take care uh, of my daughter, go take care of my daughter. That's, that's your right. job now. Oh um, man. Just like, and you know, that no Harry screaming, I love you. Yeah. Like, you know, you read the entire time they've been, you know, at each other and he doesn't, you know, just. There was like a love hate thing going, like a father son kind of yeah. like bickering back and forth, but you knew that they cared about each other, Yeah. you know? And yeah. it was just, yeah, that, that was, that was, that was more intense. That and was so badass because you know we're supposed to like no, I'm saving the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Harry like, Stamper. Yeah, ain't nobody taking the spotlight right? from me. Uh, yeah, and and then right there, I I, I figured okay, he's got to do this. Yeah, and then I thought, well, what the hell is he going to say to Gracie? And then we move forward to <laughs> the awkward moment where a daughter has to have a conversation with her dying father uh, in front of everybody. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so fun fact in that scene, in, uh, in order for Bruce Willis to read, cause he really started crying in that when he started saying his lines, he actually, I read that he had pictures of his kids in oh. front of him. So wow. he was saying it to them, the line. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Method acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that scene was pretty good too between him and Gracie. It's um, good. Uh I like Liv Tyler a lot. And maybe it's just not an easy scene, but like the more I watch that, like and I guess she I don't know what she's gonna do. I needed more emotion from her. I don't know why. Yeah. I, like yeah. at some point she gets like she's not even crying. She's just like I'm yeah. gonna miss you, Harry. <laughs> I was like, mm, give me yeah. give me more. Give me more. I, I, yeah, I agree. It was good. Not as good as the Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis scene, but it was it was still it was still touching. I thought. Yeah. Oh, um, it's it's totally touching. It, it's yeah. it's so good for so many reasons, and even I think stronger now. I mean, we're both uh, fathers, and you know, imagining saying that's your kid, and your kid having to watch you like yeah. put your life on the line, like it's totally emotional. It's emotional. It was emotional when I wasn't a father, like when I was a teenager, it was emotional, yeah. you know, cause you imagine that putting that and it's, they put you in the, in the real feeling of like you being there, like certain ways it's shot, you know, right. real close ups, you know, and just the back and forth with them and not a lot of other stuff. And so other than, yeah. you know, he, can, he shouts out a couple people and like forgets the rest of his crew. And he tells that AJ, tells chick, everyone else, man, <laughs> hey, yeah. the rest of you guys, you know, I can't, I, we don't have all day. Like I got to press his button. So. That's right. That's right. He does that. And then I thought it was kind of the scene where she puts her hand on the, on the screen, on the, on the monitor. Right. And you see all the screen monitors just kind of go blank. I thought that was kind of a neat shot. I thought it was a little bit forced. My when the screen goes like salt and pepper and she's just like, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, that's, oh. that's where I felt like her part seemed really forced. It didn't feel, I don't know. She should have had yeah. a picture of her dad or something, you know, Steven yeah. Tyler right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he was singing. He was, he was, he was doing the score in the background. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So let, where do you want to go from here? We're close to the end. Uh, the, the, the best line in my, in, in my eyes is Lev when he pushes Watts out of the way and it's, Russian, you know, Russian components, American components, all made in, all made in Taiwan. Taiwan, and just this is how we do it on the Russian space station because I don't want to be here anymore, and then it starts working. It's just, it's so good. There's those moments that break you from the like constant it's adrenaline intense. of like, yeah. oh my god, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? That you get that you're like, huh, okay, I can breathe a little bit. I'm laughing, you know, right? 
yeah. uh, that bring you, you know, down just a notch so that you can fucking ramp up again. So and you breathe a little bit. Was it awkward for you to watch the, like, is this Harry, like, life flashing before his eyes when the bomb goes off? Like, it's just, like, awkward, like, back and forth between him and Gracie's face. I think it wasn't awkward. I think my take on that was that Harry knew he was going to die. And he knew he wasn't going to see all these moments of Gracie. But at the same time, all these memories of her, I mean, that was his only kid, right? And that's mm. probably, probably the closest her out of anybody it. in life. Yeah. So all these memories, these flashbacks of her start flashing when she was a kid on the swing and everything. And then also, hey, I'm not going to be there for her wedding, walking her down the aisle and all that stuff. So it was, I thought it was pretty neat how they did that. I, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was just kind of caught off, not off guard, I've seen it, but it, I was trying to figure out like what that was supposed to be, like him visualizing those things, like you said, or like life flashing before his eyes, remembering all the things about Gracie. Um, obviously, like, you know, show him getting blown up, but uh, it, it was just one of those moments. I was like, hmm, I wonder what they were trying to do there. But, I mean, his last thought was of her, right? Gracie, we win. Was his last thought, so and last thought person he was closest to. That's my take on it. Bear's last thought was, "Yo, Harry, you the man." I mean, there's a lot of good lines towards the end, right? Harry, you the man. Uh, Harry doesn't know how to fail. Uh, the, you know, we, we skipped over the Billy Bob. Uh, yeah, um, you know that's a order you should, and you fucking know it. Like when he yeah. yells it at, at uh, who's at it? Keith uh, David Keith, Keith David Keith yeah, David Dave, Keith David David Keith. I don't know. Dr. Facilier from Doc, my, I was just about to say my, the one prime. of my favorites of Disney, yes. Anyways. So um, they land and here's, yeah. you know, whatever, all you get all the montages again and stuff. But the big problem that I still go back to all the time, and we already talked about April O'Neil. If she's not babysitting turtles, she shouldn't be in this movie. Yeah. Ouch. 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 She shows it, and it's just the character, it's not her fault. Uh-huh. But all of a sudden she shows up with the kid and it's like, that's not your, your, you know, that's not a salesman. That's your daddy. You're like, wait, what? Now he's fine. Like, because he's going to be going to save the world, I guess. And then the kid shows up who like literally like, I don't know, three days ago was like, who's that? Like goes running to him, like big old hugs and stuff. No kid's going to do that. He doesn't even know who the guy is. And get her out of here. She didn't want him around. She didn't get to be here now. I agree. I can't argue with that. <laughs> I can't. I can't play devil's advocate I was on like, that. I boo. She was mean to him. I <laughs> agree. I, 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 I'm not. I can't argue with that. The only and another thing that I was thought was like, how did they get access to the ground level where the shuttle landed? <laughs> the runway. The runway. How did the stripper get access to the runway? Right. So I, just, you know, uh, so I, I, I agree. I mean, it was sentimental, and Chick got to see his son, be with his son. I don't know, maybe only for a week. There, and we're about to there's a lot of know. awkwardness at, at that point because you have to find a way to like celebrate, but you also have like, oh my god, we lost how many freaking people on this yeah. mission? Um, but you know, you get sharp with like permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man. It's like just an awkward mouthy like yeah. line. You're like, 
Can I, I mean, what? Are you just, just, hey, your your dad was the bravest man. Like, I, the permission thing was just like, okay. I mean, all right, Sharp, uh, we're going a little too far. I, I read somewhere where that uh, Mr. Bay, Michael Bay, uh, he didn't like the third act of the movie. And he said he felt rushed because the, the, the company was very, they wanted the movie done within like 16 weeks. I think they shot the movie in 16 weeks. Impressive. Yeah. And he said well, it felt very rushed and the third act just, he didn't, he didn't like the third act. I could see that. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, the movie's still kind of long and still good. Like, it, is, it, is it three hours? Is it almost three hours? No, no. It's like, in, it's like two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah, I want to say it's like right at two and a half hours. Because I, I watched it last night. <laughs> I watched it when there was daylight and then when it was off, it was... <laughs> It was nighttime. It was past your bedtime. It was past my bedtime. So I, was like, <laughs> well, I had to watch it in two sittings. So I, I agree. I, I got to the space station on first launch and uh, wrapped it up and, and landed back in Florida where the COVID is uh, okay. right on time, right before this podcast. So nice. closes the movie. I can't believe they spent money to shoot a wedding scene like with no dialogue, just an excuse for them to all dress up at a wedding and pretend to do a wedding all for, for the, the closing credit scene. Yeah. That's it. Like, that's a, that's a, it just seems so weird to do that for like, the movie's over. Like, you don't need, like, they're holding each other on the, you know. Okay, all right. I, I myself, I didn't really have a problem with the wedding. I mean, you could have ended it when Gracie and AJ kissed on the runway and <laughs> baited a black if you wanted yeah. to. But I thought it was kind of neat because you know, they had the pictures of all the people that died at the wedding. And uh, I don't know. It was a neat little send-off. I didn't have a problem with it. And you, got to, the, hear, you got to hear the full uh, Aerosmith song. Like, the wedding scene was ridiculous. The loan shark is at the wedding. What the hell is the loan shark of C. Buscemi doing at the wedding for... Okay, good <laughs> knowledge. Because I saw this old guy sitting there, and I'm like, who is that? That was the loan shark. Yes. Wow. Sit, sitting next to April O'Neil, who now apparently is on the good side and gets to come to the wedding too. So, you know, it was just, I was like, get out of here. That, it, I, seemed, I, it seemed frivolous and silly, but I mean, I guess in a movie where we're talking about, you know, the, one of the biggest budgets at the time and, and a two and a half hour runtime and all these actors, sure, do a wedding, I guess. It just seemed, uh, well, it seemed unlike, like, unlike you, my friend. I didn't have a problem with the wedding. You love love. Maybe I'm just a cold, heartless. I don't know if I love love, but I thought, <laughs> why not, Gracie and AJ? You deserve it. <laughs> you guys deserve it after saving the world. Why sure. not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, sure. Let's let's shoot a wedding. It was just awkward. I, I can't imagine that day shooting. Like, we're going to shoot a wedding. Any lines? Nope. It's like a music video. No, it's a music Actually, video. yeah. It's a music video. That's what yeah. it was. Which More I actually think they used, uh, it's been a while since I've seen the music video, but you might be right. They actually might've used some of that in the music video. Yeah, and, and, our, and so, yeah, we had the soundtrack, but I had both soundtracks. I had the music soundtrack and, and I had the score soundtrack. Yes, yes. So, and surprisingly, I used to think that Hans Zimmer did the, the score for this movie, and it wasn't. It was Trevor Rabin. And? I can never say the guy's name right. Harry, Gray, Harry Gregson. He's got like okay. three names, but <clears throat> I think the same guy that did the score for The Rock. 
No, Hans no? never did the rock. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So that's why I always thought he did it for this, but he did it. That yeah. makes me want to go watch or listen to the rock soundtrack or score mm -hmm. a lot more now because I forgot Hans Zimmer did it. Guy's a genius. But yeah. the score in this one's pretty good. Score in this one's great. Yeah. Great. And start okay. to finish, the movie's entertaining. It, and it just holds up really well. Even the effects. Like, there's a couple spots where you're like, meh, you know, they, they could have do that better now. But most yeah. of it's, it's really, it was yeah. really well done. It's 20 two years old at this point and it still looks good and is good and it, it's bay before bay lost his mind playing with transformers yeah when i when i was a huge bay fan where i was like yup sign me up michael bay is doing it jerry breckheim is producing Man. it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun yeah yeah all right okay so we're gonna do a score we're gonna do some type of sliding scale i think we're gonna probably target it around you know, on a one to five, but we're going to theme it every week. We're going to theme okay. it after um, something from the movie, um, right. specifically. So, like, it's Armageddon, so the asteroid. Like, how many, how many asteroids? Meaning, one asteroid. The movie sucked. Yes. Five asteroids. I'm in. One hundred percent. Amazing. It could be space shuttles. It doesn't have to be asteroids. It could be drills, if you will. Uh, you want to give it a no? Let's give it an asteroid. I like the asteroid. The asteroid doesn't get enough credit. All right, my friend. You may go first. Oh. Four. I'm gonna give it four. It's it is four uh, asteroids. It's it is a strong strong four. Um, wow. I I'm not gonna use my my half asteroid on Armageddon. Uh, you know, eventually I'll break out a half score somewhere, but I'll, okay. I'll stick with a solid four. I'm aware of its mistakes. I'm aware of its flaws, and I don't care. So uh, for that, it is thoroughly rewatchable and so fun to talk about all the time. Okay, four asteroids. That's the, that's the, that's the high score. I don't know if Harry can handle it. For me, this movie was the first movie that I had such high hopes and it delivered on every single point. When I came out of that theater, my expectations were met and some. I laughed, I freaking bawled, and I felt good and happy and I thought this is the greatest movie ever. I knew it wasn't gonna win awards and people weren't going to win academy awards but i don't care i i don't care my all-time favorite movie is back to the future right we'll do that another day but this movie on a level of of just fun heart rewatchability the score expectations being fully met i gotta give it a five. Oh, okay a five out of the gates episode one perfect score i i this is why we chose this movie. It's true. Right? Five. Sure. It is a five for me. And every time I watch it, I never get bored. I'm into it. And it just it doesn't get boring. And I love it. And I know it's not it's not a goodwill hunting or uh, or something like that. But damn it. It is a it is a freaking great movie. It hits on all the right cylinders. I yeah. agree. So. I agree. 
I feel bad for not giving you more asteroids now. I, 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 I think I, I think you need to go back tonight <laughs> and sleep on it, and maybe we'll we'll do another episode where you'll correct yourself and maybe apologize to it. If it, if it's given a five, everything that I like more than Armageddon has to have a five or a six. I mean, it's it's on the level. Maybe it gets a half in my sleep, but it's never going to get a five because okay. they're. Enough. I'm going to give this one a solid, my four asteroids. And I mean, at this point, we're not telling anyone anything that they don't know. There are no, you know, spoilers on a two decade old movie. Yeah, but, 20 uh, years old. So. Hopefully this, uh, <laughs> this made you guys who are listening, probably just our wives, um, wanted to rewatch it again, even if you just watched it again last night, um, because it is that movie that anytime it's on, I'm hooked. I, I will watch it. So, and it doesn't matter where it's in the movie. You know what's coming, and you still want to watch it. So, agreed. Hope you enjoyed our re-review of a very old classic for us, one near and dear to our teenage heartthrob, Aerosmith. Don't want to miss a thing, hearts. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but you know, the song just you know heartstrings right there. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us. I've been. Christopher Gagne, this has been for your consideration. And that was Ronaldo Russo. Thanks for joining us, guys. Later, guys. Talk to you next time.